Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 9 of Clay at Our Core, the Pottery Podcast, coming to you from the intersection of Montgomery Road and Hudson Street in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. Wow, the energy around the studio is amazing now that we are 15 days away from the National Potter's Convention right here in Cincinnati. You would not recognize our happy little home with fresh paint and pedestals everywhere. The garage is cleared out and Sam Bugansky has started the installations for the shows we'll have right here at Core Clay. The Big Bailey Gas Kiln gets lit tonight for the last reduction firing ahead of the annual meeting of NSICA, the National Council for Education in the Ceramic Arts. More about the gas kiln a little later in the podcast. Right now we're going to check in with Laura Davis, founder and owner of Core Clay, who has some thoughts to share on where things are now. Hey, Laura, it's great to see you. How are you doing today? Uh, I am existing in a world three weeks out from Inseca, and um, in three weeks I get to go on vacation, right? Is that how it works, or is it done in three weeks? Yeah, it's, yeah. We are 15 days out from the first day of Inseca, which will be probably a week, all things considered, right? Yeah, so, um, so I just have to make it for 22 more days, I think, is how long I need to, like, keep plugging through to be okay. And our listeners are going to hear the periodic ping of your phone because you are being off. okay. Well, I mean, you're a busy, that. busy woman. We want to show that how busy you are. <laughs> so it's it was wonderful to walk into the studio today and see the fantastic transformation of our building. So what's been going on and what's happening this week? So this week we are starting to set up our shows. Um, so we have transformed the garage space that is normally our retail space for our clay glazes and tools. Um, and we have transformed that to be a gallery space. Um, it's about a 10,000 square foot gallery, roughly. Eh, 7,000 square foot gallery. And, um, and it will be ho- housing the Project M for the Color Network. Um, and we're starting to place the pedestals. We spent the last week painting pedestals, um, painting wall hanging space, painting and painting and painting. Um, I am deeply appreciative of environmental protections that uh, we have in this country that we are no longer having to smell all the VOCs that we used to have to smell when we came Preach that. on that. I yeah. couldn't agree with you more about yeah, that. Yeah, it's been nice to be able to be in the same space with the painting. For so, sure. So, you know, took a minute to, to really appreciate that I don't want to have to smell crickets or hear crickets after painting, um, which is what happens when you have too much paint. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, it's nice. There's um, It doesn't smell like paint, and yet it's all fresh painted. It's all, and it all looks really great. It really does. So yeah. uh, for our listeners, when they come in and see this space, what is the color on the wall and on the pedestals? Well, the off-white creamy color is Greek Villa by, by Sherwin-Williams. We love it. Yeah. and um, But then there's more of a white-white on the walls that I think is just white like a super white like a okay. super white right. yeah that's okay but it's a very the nice greek, uh, well, greek villa is my favorite oh yeah. it's so creamy yeah. and yummy it's yeah. great all right so uh so we've got how, we've got like 25 artists who are going to be in the uh color network show correct right and then um the next show the show on the montgomery side of the building is um chris abelshire uh teeter-totter and that is we are working on hanging the shelves for it right now you know, sh- hanging shelves for pieces you actually care about um, is more intimidating than you think. And you have to make sure, you know, everybody got the shelves hung. And I looked at them and I said, are those level? And they were like, yeah, side to side level. And I was like, no, 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 but like front to back level. 
No. So, so we have to go back in and, and level them back up. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because they tip forward a little bit. And if they tipped back a little bit, I'd be okay with that. Yes. But forward, no. You got to you got to make sure you're erring on the side of caution. Forward bad, I get yeah. that. So, okay. And so uh, you you also personally have been pumping out the wares the last yeah, month or so. Yeah. I well, I was going to finish glazing this weekend, but I hit a wall yeah. and I thought I'm just going to ruin every single piece I have if I glaze it all right now. So, I'm going to be glazing tomorrow. Um, and then I'll be putting most of my work into a reduction firing on Wednesday um, that'll come out on Friday so that's right we want to remind our listeners that we are going to have our first Friday kiln opening uh, here in peace loving Norwood at Cora Clay at 1912 Hudson Street we start about six ish and uh, we will also be featuring uh, you know light refreshments and the usual convivial society And it will be a light reduction this time, not a heavy reduction. Um, and For those think, keeping score yeah. at home. And I think Amy Pellegrino and I are going to be filling the kiln mostly. There's a few studio Fantastic. members, but mostly us. Yes, yeah. I put a few things in. Cool. So I'm awesome. excited about awesome. that. In fact, I did the uh, crimson-black combination yeah. that Ooh, you wanted to see in reduction, so we can see how that's going to go. Hey, our friend Sam Bukanski just stuck his head in the room. And he, he's running away so he won't get caught on... Uh... Hey, Sam, how you doing? I'm doing really good. How about you, Anne? That's great. What did you just do about 15 minutes ago? I just got done installing Magdalena Destroika's piece. Uh, it's remarkable. It's the most... One of the most fun things I've installed, I think, yeah. so far in my, like, in my time here. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's shipped in, like, five-gallon buckets, and then it's all about pouring that onto like a lower, wider pedestal. Fun times. Have to wear a respirator. No silica around here. Right. We are very safety conscious around here. Thank you, Sam. That's so exciting. Yeah, I want to say, seeing how artists package their work, Magdalena, her work is so beautifully shipped, so beautifully packaged, so like just... She's a professional. She's a professional. Uh, it's professional. lovely. There have been a couple of artists that we've dealt with through Ensika that are just so lovely to deal with. And um, her work is immaculate and amazing. Yeah. I'm going to corral her for the podcast when oh, she that'd gets be cool. here. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be awesome. Absolutely. That'd be great. Yep. So we've been talking sort of like the larger uh, 30,000 foot level issues with Ensika about yeah. coming here to Cincinnati. And let's. But you've had, I know that you've been sort of keeping a running list in your mind about when Ensika comes back. I mean, it's one thing to talk about what's happening now. It's almost too late. It's done. We're ready. Uh, So what are the things that the pottery community of Cincinnati need to keep in mind when, in the next, say, five to six years, the convention returns to Cincinnati? Um, I think things that we need to remember ahead of time next time are... um, having a long-term plan of um, what needs to be done sequentially and what needs to be done parallel is huge. That that has been super helpful. Um, we are on good track for the shows. The thing to remember next time is, um, well, don't do it in only 18 months. Wouldn't it have been more fun if we had as much time as other people to plan? Um, and why was that? Well... Yeah. scheduling the pandemic there was lots of things right it was lots of things, lots of things. yes okay. i will i will All stay out of the politics of that okay. um Understood. but it would be nice to have had as much time as other galleries in cincinnati um so 
we have only had 18 months to plan, um, which meant that our spending was contracted into an 18-month period, which is just a very tight budget to do. Um, and, when, and you're talking about here at the studio or yeah, about the, at the studio? Okay, here at the yeah, studio. Okay. yeah. Um, and so next time it would be nice to have a longer budget timeline. You know, we're doing things where, like, because of our tightened timeline, we're doing essentially no income this month because right. we're trying to get everything ready. And, you know, it's just, it's harder to struggle that through than you think. You know, we would have probably put more into savings two years ago to be able to do this. Um, so just the, the budgetary um, concerns of running an Enseca are kind of like the Olympics, you know. And it would be nice if it was in the same city a few times, you know. Like, people keep saying, do you want to do this again? And I'm like, well, yeah, because now I've spent the money to do it. So, like, right. yeah, it would be super helpful to do it more than one time in a city. It doesn't have to stay in the same city for, you know, a, you know, forever. It could be, like, you do it in the same city three times and then move on to another one. Would be nice. Not, not three years in a row, but, like, you know. The last time we had it was in 1990. We can't, right. you know, you have nothing left over from the 90s right. to, to do. So, yeah. I mean, that's a generation ago oh, yeah. of potters. Yeah, yeah it was. And uh, the people who were very young in pottery then are yeah. now gray-haired. And yeah, I was graduating high school. I mean, okay. it was like, wow, that's a, it's a long, time, a long in, time in my lifetime to wait another 30 years. I don't think I can do it. Right. And then the, the uncertainty regarding the pandemic really added oh, yeah. a, a, yeah. a wrench into everything, right? Yeah. I mean, we were talking about the finances lately. You know, we, it was supposed to be here in 2021, and we spent a lot of money to get it here in 2021, and then the pandemic hit, and it went virtual. But we'd already spent the money to do that. Uh, and then we had a move, Ouch. and then we had the expense of, you know, the pandemic. And now we have the expense again of Nsika, and it's it's – simply a lot to um process so you know when i was covering when i was covering business when i was a journalist uh, my sort of knee-jerk reaction to small business owners was you know eat the rich you know they do what they do you know they're doing what they're doing but now that i've sort of sat in on and admittedly a clay studio is not your central casting small business you know we're not the storefront right we're not the you know, a little handy quickie mart. We're not the gas station. We're not Kroger. We are a completely Different weird animal. animal. Yeah. And so there are... We're a platypus. Ch- we're a platypus. A duck-billed platypus. Yep. And I think that, that it, this has been really enlightening from where I sit because I've never really been on the inside as a small business operates. And it has yeah. been really kind of... Uh, I, I see how things work in a different way. Yeah. It's... I mean, it is... Uh, a microcosm of a lot of things blended all together um, and made into a, I don't know. It's a lot of work. It is. Um, and it's, all of our margins are very tight. And so when you throw something like these these three major events in, they are a lot to process. Right. So, right. yeah. Uh, does the uh, structure of the, of the host committee for the community, does that need to be in a different form in your view? Or do you think it's... Um, the, the problem is simply here on the ground with. Uh, I mean, not I think. Problem, but the, the, the I think that the complexity that we went through, um, because we were not informed that it was coming back for so long, um, my trust level for the larger organization was very low, okay. and so I did not um, feel a huge amount of interest in participating. I think it's a great organization, um, and I think Enzika is wonderful. I just. 
when we had only 18 months to plan, it was like, okay, I have zero energy to help with anything right. besides running it right. through here. Right. So if it was happening again, I would happily be um, a part of the bigger organization right. again. Yeah. Right, to have a little so, more uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, authority in making the decisions that yeah. can steer yeah. things. Okay, what are you looking forward to this this month, this coming month as we bring this thing here? What do you, what are um, you looking What do you want to see? I am looking forward to meeting a lot of the artists that are in Project M. I am looking forward to, we have a, a show called Core Connections that um, involves several of our older residents. So the the two people who we started the residency program with, Jocelyn Coulter and Alicia Bear, will both be here. And oh, that's I am great. So excited about that. It's like my baby's coming home. Right. Um, so that is just, and they both have kids now, and it's just, I'm just really excited about seeing both of them. Um, You're the fairy godmother of ceramics really in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to what the studio sale is going to look like on the second floor, the studio artists. Yeah. Um, so that, I think, is going to be fascinating. And we will probably be the only elevator show in town. So we'll have an actual art show on our elevator. Um, and I think that is going to be really fun to see totally. what happens with that. Um, Nina and the whole studio committee is much more organized than I am mentally. Um, they yeah. have been phenomenal. It's, yeah. It really just took my breath away. Everything was just notched, yeah. locked down. Everybody had ideas, made it happen. And we, ha I mean, the other the thing that I was looking forward to, we were we were releasing a glaze line um, that we were have been working on now for four years to release it in Sika. And that has been awkward to have to revise our, our timeline for that. So, um, you know, that's the, the there biggest... Was there was so much to get done. Oh, Something yeah. had to give at some point. Yeah, and personal lives get in the way, and health gets in the way, and everything you know takes a different path than you expect it to. It sure so, does. Yep. Planning for something like this is yep. amazing. Okay, well, I know that you have tasks to uh, accomplish. Yeah, here, I so have to go teach so at the art academy. Yes, so. that's what you're going to do. Right. Thanks, Laura, Thank for the you. update. All right. So that's episode nine of Clay at Our Core. Check in on Core Clay's social media for more information about our studio and the NSICA conference. You can also check out coreclay.com or nsica.net. Two quick notes to add as the calendar leaf flips over from February to March. On March 3rd, we'll hold our traditional First Friday kiln opening here at Core Clay, and you'll get a peek at the transformation of our space. The kiln opening is a great community building event We'll get started around 6.15. Remember, please enter through the front door on Montgomery Road to reduce the risks to all. Second, just a reminder that the night before the conference officially opens, March 14th, Core Clay is hosting a storytelling event featuring three true first-person stories about journeys into pottery. Our storytellers are studio members Noah Desch, Dana Maxdollar, and Carla Thomas. Clay Stories will be at 7 p.m. Tuesday, March 14th at the Brew House, 1047 East McMillan Street in Walnut Hills. No cover, no minimum. Full disclosure, Laura Davis and her brother Chris own the Brew House. In the next episode of Clay at Our Core, we're going to talk with studio manager Emily Hobart about the Core Connections show through Ensika here at Core Clay. 
By the way, Emily was my first teacher here. Until then, this is Ann Saker. May the kiln gods smile upon you.